This is the Canopy Life Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, we have five children in the Canopy Life community in need of sponsors. A sponsorship with Canopy Life Academy looks different than most. Each child has five sponsors that make up their sponsorship team. And when you sponsor a child, you're helping alleviate poverty through entrepreneurship and innovation. The children at Canopy Life Academy are learning to start businesses and solve problems their communities are facing daily. As a part of sponsoring a child, you'll gain access to our online giving community, The Village. In The Village, we provide impact reports and a private area for you to get updates on your students' progress. Sponsor a child today by visiting canopylife.org sponsorships. If you currently sponsor a child, you can multiply your impact by inviting your family and friends to join you. We are a community of people who are joyful, generous, and stubbornly hopeful. We believe that beauty, belonging, and innovation can change the world, and we are committed to a future where Kenyan children lead the way out of poverty. In today's episode, we have the honor of interviewing Bryn Casey. Bryn is a Georgia-based artist living just north of Atlanta with her husband, two pups, and baby boy Sawyer Gray. She fell in love with creating at an early age, gleaning inspiration from her creative mother. She attended the University of Georgia for her degree in art and received her bachelor's in fine arts with an emphasis in drawing. Bryn is on the podcast today to talk about beauty. Welcome to the Canopy Life podcast, Bryn. Bryn! Hi. <laughs> so glad you're here. I'm so excited to be here. I felt, I felt like that came across really like cheer cheer girl like excited for me because i am super super pumped about this <laughs> so podcast that's I accurate. Yeah. <laughs> fangirl that's the word i was trying to oh, think of. No. Like, i came across so fangirl but i have been so excited about this interview yes oh one gosh. of the reasons because we're talking about beauty today yes finally that christy you <laughs> tie back into most conversations i do and, I and it lot. it's something that you really care about that's close to canopy life's heart Bryn is an artist, as we mentioned in the intro there. So Bryn, I think it would be helpful if we just start with a little bit uh, learning about you. Can you tell us about yourself and your background with art? Absolutely. I'll try to keep it short and sweet, but I am 27 years old. I'm an artist here in Roswell, Georgia, and I've been an artist my whole life. My mom would have me draw our Christmas cards when I was younger, and the first Christmas cards my family sent out were just my scribbles, but then year after year we just kept the tradition and it kind of I don't know somehow helped me grow my confidence in the arts and Hmm. people ask me all the time like if you were to be something other than an artist what would you be and I'm like I've never thought about it like I've never even thought anything outside of the arts which was maybe naive or I'm not sure but I've just always always been an artist so That naturally led to me getting a degree in drawing and painting at the University of Georgia. And shortly thereafter, I did a apprenticeship with an artist in Roswell. And she taught me what it looks like to be a business owner, artist, entrepreneur, and to do it well in today's day and age. And so I gleaned so much from her and learned so much and launched my business back in the winter of 2015. For Christmas season, <laughs> I did like my first launch, and my goal was to um, make 
however many paintings, but sell enough paintings to pay for our honeymoon. And that was my goal, and I did it. And then that kind of gave me the confidence to do another collection and another. And so here we are, I guess six years later. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, here we are, still making collections of artwork and I guess doing podcast interviews. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of that timeline because you and we have a, a fun connection too. So you know, Christy, you've gone on a trip to Kenya. Yeah. That's how you guys mm -hmm. got to know each other. Yeah. And Bryn was actually in my wedding. Her and my wife are really good friends. <laughs> yep, and you sure were roommates was. around this time that yep. everything was going on. So Yes, we were. Uh, yes, really fun connection Such there. It's a small world. It is a very small world. Yeah, and Patrick my husband actually went to preschool with grace yes he sang a song to her at some some yep. sync backstreet so we go way back way way back yes we have a lot of fun uh getting together patrick and i are, are good friends as yes. well so that's uh, fun so beauty is uh, something that we believe can change the world at canopy life i say we uh because i'm on this podcast with you and i uh, align with with this value as well so I, I think we were going to ask here, what does beauty mean to you, Bryn? But it might be helpful if we jump into this book that you yeah. have that has inspired a lot of your thoughts yeah. on beauty, Christy. Would yeah. that be a better place to start? Yeah, this is why I'm so excited about this interview, because I'm ready to talk to artists and people in the arts about what they think about some of these ideas, but also yeah. just learn from you and let what we learn from you inform this growing definition for me for of sure. beauty. So back at Christmas, I had a friend give me a book called On Beauty and Faith. It's by Alabaster Code. They have been putting out kind of single <clears throat> edition books of the Bible, yeah. um, just presented really beautifully with a lot of beautiful photography, typically. Yeah. And I have not read any of those because I read in my Bible, but someone gave me this and it kind of gives more the philosophy behind their journey. And it's also a it's somewhat of a study on the woman with the alabaster jar. Uh -huh. And so they take her, the one who broke an alabaster jar of oil over Jesus's feet, and they describe it as expressive art uh -huh. and kind of unpack beauty from that Bible story. Um, and for years, I have been using the word beauty to define what's happening at Canopy. And I think because there's so many different definitions of it, yeah, I mean, beauty is literally in the eye of the beholder and also apparently in the dictionary of the beholder as yeah. well. People would just kind of look at me confused. A lot of people would think I was referring to the campus itself, like the Certainly, home, yeah. the bedding, the pillows. And that's not untrue, but it wasn't what I meant. Right. And um, when I speak about it, I knew in my head I was referring to this spiritual emotional journey. Yes. But I yeah. couldn't tell people why I was using that word to describe, to describe yeah. the spiritual emotional journey. And this book, I mean, there's several quotes uh, that I'll probably bring up throughout the podcast, but this book just, it defined it for me of what I was trying to explain. They talk wow. about beauty in connection to the idea of the Hebrew word shalom, mm. which is this idea of the way things ought to be, of what, what was the words they used? Universal, flourishing, wholeness, and delight. Wow. And when I think of physical beauty, like the art that you create, which... Everyone listening to this oh podcast gosh. needs to go check out her website and her Instagram, which we will put in the show notes, because it is the most, it, it is probably for me, one of the, the, your art creates the beauty in me that we're hoping wow. is reflected. And I know that comes from a place in you, right? That has done that work, has found some wholeness and you're expressing it, a yeah. hope of what the world would be, mm -hmm. the things that come out. <clears throat> and then people experience that when they see you purchase 
you know, your art and put it yeah. in their home. They're wanting to take that should be, could be, and bring it into their world. Yeah. And that's what Canopy is kind of this cyclical for me when, as we are, and we're in the pursuit, let me tell you, but we're in pursuit of this spiritual, emotional healing for our kids identity and purpose that will then be reflected in what they create and what they create will draw people into a more whole existence. And so I'm now on this like active pursuit of, of how to define beauty better for people who aren't thinking about it. And I'm excited for them to hear from you. So that aside, I would love to know what beauty means to you, like art and beauty, if it has like a deeper, does that resonate or is it like a different perspective? And it's funny because I wrote something down and now I'm like, eh, ball it up and throw it in the trash. <laughs> um, the word that kept coming in my spirit was transcending. Mm, and like, yes. I really do feel like art is, at least my work and my pursuit of beauty is just an attempt to transcend where, you know, we find ourselves in this broken world. <sighs> like we are caught in this sinful world and unfortunately... <laughs> 2,000 years ago when Adam and Eve, whatever, fell into sin that broke the beauty that was God's perfect creation. And like, I think about transcending back to what we were created for, like Mm -hmm. the beauty of Eden. And for me, art is just like my feeble attempt at to like maybe even just touch it. Like just to be like, oh, just like a taste of Eden or like just a little touch of heaven. Um, And it's just like that sensory experience for people Mm -hmm. too. Like beauty can be visual or, you know, all the senses, hearing, taste. Like there's a chef and I believe like a chef is an artist Mm -hmm. as well, obviously, as a musician. And somebody who creates something you can touch, like a sculptor or a painter. Like it's all a sensory experience to help, Mm -hmm. you know, you transcend from where you are to where you should be and where Mm -hmm. we believe we were created for Eden, um, for perfection and God's perfect creation. So I think of Eden and like transcending our current reality. That's so aligned. (laughs) It really does. Like I'm looking at this quote right now. The general premise of the first chapter is that we're we're more than physical creatures. Yeah. Right? Like we are soul beings, but in our current reality, there's not a lot of food for the soul. Yeah. Right? That our culture is so utilitarian and forward focused and fast paced. And that's not wrong, but our souls weren't created for it. And the quote that I'm thinking of is, um, rather the soul is a world within us brimming with meaning and life and reason for even moving forward in the first place. And art in its many purposes has a vital role in feeding our souls. The role of the artist is, it says we are called to create and use things in the physical world to move people beyond the physical. We are invited to feed the souls. And that's literally exactly what you're describing. I never would have thought of art that way. Like my pursuit of beauty has been outside of the art world, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's so aligned in this idea of the soul journey. Yeah. And it makes so much more sense to me now. I have listened to a magician who I I would consider an artist as well. It's a form of art. Talk about why he pursues the art of magic or, or illusion. And he talks about this place that people get to this mystery my, this mysterious place yeah whenever he does the turn or the prestige part of the trick mm-hmm. right and the the suspense of belief this this place yeah. that we get to that's this 
and and the look in people's eyes whenever they experience art. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm using this illustration to say there's an experience that we have beyond art. And it brings us to this place of the unknown, mm-hmm. which is a, a beautiful place. It, it allows us to escape this reality for us for a second mm-hmm. and experience maybe a little bit of heaven on earth yep. where you're talking about the Garden of Eden. My understanding of art too in, in any form is that the art is an attempt to move beyond words. Our yeah. words only go so far in explaining what this this idea of heaven is. Yeah. What this idea of, of Eden is. So <clears throat> is your art saying something that is beyond words? And are you able to put any words to <laughs> that? She just created all this art, but now we're asking her to put I words know, to I, it. But I, it I'm is true. I'm art curious. is moving beyond words. So yeah. what words, though, do you have? Do, yeah. you, do you have any words, I guess, I mean, that help um, you explain that? very feeble words but I always say that my work is just a nod to the original creator and everybody asks and I know they're not asking to like um be rude or offensive but they're like do you ever get sick of painting so many oceans or water landscapes and I'm like no because I feel like I will never get it right Mm. like God continues to always be the better artist and I'm not trying to be God but it's just a way of like I experience his perfection by studying his creation. And like every time I try, I don't consider it a failure, but I consider it just an attempt to grow closer to him, but also to draw the viewer to him, not to me as the artist, not to like, ooh, look what I did. But like, wow, if if you like this painting, you should... Right. You should meet Jesus. <laughs> but, I mean, so basically your art is aiming to say there's this God that you should probably know. Like, yes. you're, you're literally saying look to Jesus. Yes. Abs- that is. Or to the creator God. And yes. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. I One of my favorite things about your art, and I know we've got other questions. We're just going to keep. This is what we do, Bryn. Oh, keep Evan it. asks questions it. and I interrupt and take us off course. <laughs> Good. Um, we need that. But one of my favorite things about your art is that it's not just water. It's light and water, mm. right? Like you can't capture the beauty or the mood of an ocean without the way the light plays on it. Absolutely. Um, and there's so many moods. Like it's crazy. I never knew that. Yeah. A paint that you could paint so many different moods of yes. water, right? Yeah. Um, but light and water are literally the two things that God uses to romance me. Like if I really, oh. if I'm feeling like my soul is hungry, yeah, I have to find light and water. And thankfully, it doesn't have to be an ocean. Yep. Because uh, we're not super close to I any ocean. It. Not super close. But gratefully, Atlanta has a river running through it, yeah. and I can typically find a place where there's a waterfall or a open space and I can stare at water and light all day long and Jesus communes with me in those places yeah um, because beauty is a way to feed the soul and our souls are truly hungry for Jesus so when we connect with beauty you really are connecting with the creator in a way that can and everyone has a different right everyone has a different language a different kind of art a different type of beauty that draws them in yep the engineers in my family would probably connect in very different ways but it is so cool to me that god is such a diverse god yeah and so perfect in his creation that you can find a way to feed your soul and connect with him through so many different types of beauty it's cool that you say that about light and water because i am currently in a 
collection. So I work in collections. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a very type A organized artist, <laughs> and I like to plan ahead. And so I'm currently doing a collection that I call the Open Water Collection, and it's basically just a study of more like it's ambiguous. It, it's not necessarily lake water or ocean water or river water. It's just water mm-hmm. from photos that I've taken. And my eye, like, I mean, I have thousands of photos of water. It's very weird. And the ones that I pick out all the time are the ones that have the most dramatic light mm-hmm. uh, reflecting. And like that creates for a painting that creates the most beautiful compositions and like it just the ones that don't have that gorgeous reflective aspect almost feel like dead like Mm -hmm. I kind of like take those photos and I'm like nope 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 throw it away (laughs) and the ones that feel magical are the ones where the light and the water are playing and it's like I captured that one moment where it was like and the water (laughs) stopped and like that's it but then every second it's different it's just blows my mind (laughs) i had to look this up as you as you guys were talking here to make sure that i was remembering scripture correctly but the two aspects you're playing with are the very two elements mentioned in the bible so the earth was firm formless and void the spirits hovered over the face of the Mm, water yeah and then god said let there be light yeah and there's just this this (laughs) beauty like that is creation that is art that is the, the water yeah. is, is formless and void, but whenever the light comes and hits that, there is a beauty in that. Yeah, that is, oh, I'm going to get emotional. I am currently working on a painting, and this is totally a flirtatious jab at my husband. <laughs> but I showed him the photo I was going to reference, and he was like, it's kind of simple. And I was like, okay, and I'm still going to paint it. But it's it's incomplete, but I think it's going to be my one of my favorites of the collection because it so reminds me of that Bible verse because it's like a – it's very calm water. It feels like you're the only one out there maybe on a dock looking out. It's foggy, and it's just like – the water is moving, but it's not. And you know that noise. I can't make it with my words, but it's that noise of just like nothingness, but like only God's presence. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me so much of like it was formless and void and then there was light. I just – so I'll have to um, yeah. show you that painting when it's done. Man, I really hope everyone <laughs> listening goes to look at the paintings because it's really hard to do a podcast about visual art. But yeah, I, kn- yeah. I know this is building the – concepts behind it and the references for when you guys go and explore Bryn's website and mm-hmm. Instagram. Well, I see that I see podcasts as a form of art as well. Absolutely. It, we're we're doing something via audio. We're painting pictures. People yeah. as you as as you're listening to this, you're picturing something in your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we all have a different picture in our mind of what mm-hmm. we're talking about. When yeah. I say water and light, <clears throat> we have images of beauty that, that come to us. And whenever we say the word beauty, we have images that come to us. So yeah. even though we're using words, all of us are going to wordless places, mm-hmm. yeah. which is, it is art. That it, art brings us to these wordless yeah, places. This transcendence. Mm-hmm. Whenever the magician does something that you can't believe, right? you you, tr- you transcend your body and anything that's understandable to yeah. you in that moment. And I think audio art, fine art, painting, it, these are, are how we transcend our circumstances, even if yep. for just a moment. Yep. Wow. 
So this is going to be a hard segue. <laughs> I'm gonna, we have another question here. <laughs> we'll get all philosophical, but it's good. As you become, it will probably end back up at a philosophical mm-hmm. place. I can't imagine not ending up at philosophical places yeah, throughout absolutely. this. Yeah. Uh, because, again, we're, we're using words to talk about things that are wordless. Yep. So yep. we'll end back up there, I'm sure. But as you become more familiar with art and pursue it as a career, Mm-hmm. Who are your biggest influences or what inspires you? I know we've talked about the water and light yeah. kind of dancing together, yeah. if you will. So who, who as individuals or who as artists influence yeah. you and inspire you? In this current season of my life, I am incredibly inspired by artists who are mothers mm-hmm. and who find the time and the energy to create what's important to them in their homes and on the canvas or whatever their substrate may be. And it's, to me, I'm just so inspired by female artists who are also mothers Mm -hmm. because I am in a personal season of that kind of battle of like, I I feel like I have two babies who want 100% of me and there's only one me and I don't have 200%. And so in a totally practical way, I'm definitely really inspired by artists who are kind of doing that dance Mm -hmm. but in a more artistic way I'm really inspired by artists who you can tell in their work that they're pushing their boundaries and they're exploring whatever their subject may be in a more brave way I've always 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 struggled with this Mm -hmm. like it's definitely part of my work to pursue bravery and courage and when I started painting water specifically it was because a college professor looked at me and was like Bryn you have all these tools in your tool belt like you can take a picture of a person and you can copy it and like that's great we can do that let's move on and do something a little more expressive and um it's it was really hard for me. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try to paint water. Like I could never capture that. And so I feel like I'm a little bit entering into that season where I feel like he's tapping me on the shoulder, like, Bryn, you have that tool in your tool belt. Like, let's move on. So I'm a little bit caught in this place where I'm like, okay, I know I can do what I can do and I'm good at that. But there is another level of Mm. boundaries to push and like exploring. So I really admire artists who you can just sense that they're brave and courageous in their mark making and in their compositions and in the also in like the negative space that they leave on a drawing or wherever it's just like brave and more gutsy choices. And I'm admittedly not the best at that. Like I keep it safe when you say brave versus safe so help out the less abstract thinkers are you meaning against your inner critic or against like it's brave to pursue something that maybe other people wouldn't understand as well yes okay yes to all of that okay (laughs) inner critic because god forbid i fail um or god forbid i make something that i don't like and i want to crumble it up and throw it away like that i nobody likes to leave the studio like oh did I forget how to draw? <laughs> like right. sometimes I have those days and it's very, it leaves me very uneasy. Like 
I'll lay in bed with Patrick and be like, I think I like forgot how to paint or like, am I okay? Or mm. I just need to get back in the studio to make sure I'm okay. And that makes me want to go back to my safe, safe mm. place. And so to the inner critic point, yes. But then also it's so easy to make artwork that other people respond well to. Like yeah. when you make something that's like very clearly like I understand that is water or an ocean or a sunset with this and that. And it's just it's easy to consume mm-hmm. for the viewer. That is like great. Yeah. But then when you're doing something that's a little more risky or mm-hmm. like if I were to pursue something a little more expressive or abstract, which for our listeners, that would just mean like more quick mark making or less tight. Mm-hmm marks that are aren't as fine like a picture mm-hmm. it would be more like a concept um, a, yeah exactly so studying these ideas in a more abstract way mm. would i feel that's what the lord is calling me to mm-hmm. but i'm i'm a little scared yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah because it can be disturbing as you're talking i'm thinking of this prayer and uh <clears throat> my husband is an enneagram nine so change oh, yeah. and anything that creates disturbance or conflict is a challenge, but this was one of his favorite prayers before we ever met. And it's, I mean, it's by someone like hundreds, this is like hundreds of years old. It says, disturb us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little, when we arrive safely because we have sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the water of life. Having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity, and in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wider seas, where storms will show your mastery, where losing sight of land, we shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizon of our hopes and to push us into the future in strength, courage, hope, and love. We ask this in the name of our captain, who is Jesus Christ. And it's just that it's exactly what you're talking about, like of this. um, I think it's Sir Francis Drake, maybe. Um, And I know he's a controversial figure because of all the practices that were happening in his day and age. But man, you cannot deny the truth in that, that we do settle for what's comfortable and calm and we celebrate arriving safely, but we really didn't venture (laughs) that far. And how much glory does God get from jumping off a diving board into the shallow end as opposed to jumping off a cliff into the ocean, Exactly. And not that we have to do these big splashy lives, but this idea of pursuing something outside of our safety zone because he is with you and We'll get the glory. It is. I never thought of that as an artist journey. I always think of it as things that my husband and I pursue together. Yeah, like, yeah. are we doing this to be safe, uh-huh. or are we doing this to to follow yeah. the Lord? And I love you know that old Chronicles of Narnia quote. Like, he's not safe. He's not a tame lion. Yeah. You know, like it's this idea that if you truly engage with the Creator, yeah. you're going to be engaging in slightly unsafe yeah. to your heart kind mm-hmm. of waters adventurous right because it's, yeah. it's just not it is in those adventures it is in, the, in that exp, um that risk or yeah. uh, stepping away from our comfort zone that we're most dependent on him and he receives the most glory and the expression whether it's canopy canopy life was a massive right and i i'm so glad he didn't tell me how massive it was gonna be <laughs> like know, the how, ma- how massive of a step it was gonna be yep you know when you and i went to kenya it was just an idea yep 
And if I had known then, I have this one specific memory of you and I in Kenya. It was an afternoon. We were playing with some kids in a village. The sun was setting perfectly. Mm. There was so much joy happening. And that's what I dream of Canopy being for kids. But if yeah. I knew how hard it was going to be yep. to actually go create, because my my artistry is in creating change, right? Mm. It's in creating systems that create change. I feel like Canopy Life is an artistic calling for me, not a compassionate one. A lot of people yes. think like my heart bleeds for Africa. And I do love African children, but like my call to create canopy was God saying, let's go build something beautiful right. together that's going to change lives. So if I knew how far from my safety zone that that was actually going to be, I would have yeah. never taken the first step. And even the first step felt like I was falling yeah. off a cliff. But if I had not pursued it, the beautiful thing that God is doing at Canopy Life would not exist because yeah. we are his paintbrushes. Like we are what he is using to create things yes. in the world. And so I can, I never thought of that as creative expression in art but like it's so cool to hear you talking because what you're talking about pushing yourself being brave it can literally happen in so many areas of life wherever it is that God's challenging us it could be parenthood it could be yes a community how you pursue community like yeah you can be creating beautiful things without a paintbrush or a podcast microphone or an audience absolutely and like for me um, just the thought of, you know, exploring that in the studio is it to somebody else. It might be so like, why is that so hard for you? But I'm like, you don't understand. This is like, I am taking my soul and I'm attempting to translate it. And it's like up in like space <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm taking it and it's like up in there. And then I'm trying to, you know, express it through my hands mm. and every single time every artist will tell you it's like it didn't translate perfect yes. mm. and it's so it's scary and that's why I mean this is my life's work I keep pursuing it because it's never it's like ah. there's some pieces that you're like whoa I almost touched it but it's just not quite there and so even now making work that I feel comfortable with it's still kind of like oh it's yeah but you know, next time. Mm-hmm. And then just to even take that next step even further in the studio, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, there's something, and I think what you're both talking about, it, it becomes more about the journey than mm-hmm. yeah. than the act of creating the something perfect. Yeah. The, the, the reality that we, we can't take this soul and represent it perfectly outside of us yeah. is part of the beauty. Mm-hmm. And... In the metaphors you were using, Christy, the the jumping into the pool or the, the jumping off of the cliff, it's less about which one you're jumping off of and which one, and more about which one's right in front of you. Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. if a pool's in front of you and that is the unknown, mm-hmm. then that's true. Then that's the that's the journey to the unknown. Yeah. And if the cliff is in front of you, then that's the journey to mm-hmm. the unknown. So what mm-hmm. it, I think we can take it from this abstract like go look for the cliff true to this place of no look for what's right in front yeah, of like you. where are your feet right where, now exactly yeah. find your feet yeah. feel them on the earth yeah and enter into the unknown yeah, absolutely like yeah. journey into the unknown and that is the that's the yeah. act of creation yeah not searching for what that might be right. although mm-hmm. that search also if i could counter that point it, that search also may be what 
yeah. that journey into the yeah. unknown is. Yeah. So. I feel like, um, yeah, when it, when I talk about pool and cliff, I'm talking about levels of safety, but you're totally right that someone who's never jumped off a diving board that in and of itself doesn't right. feel safe. Right. Yeah. And so like when, for a swimmer or a diver diving into a shallow end versus diving off of a cliff is like a pretty dramatic difference. Right. Um, but I completely agree that it is in the process of the life about the year that you started your, you launched your first collection mm-hmm. was the year that we started canopy life, which yeah. is also a year that a church plant that I was a part of launched. And wow. I remember when the first service happened, the Bishop of that denomination came and said, God cares more about who you're becoming and the community of people that you're yes. creating than he cares about the vision itself, right? So as you pursue yes. your art, as I pursue Canopy Life, I have to constantly remind myself because I it's funny, like I understand exactly what you're talking about when you talk about leaving, feeling like, oh, did I totally forget how to draw? Like yeah. I'm trying to express something of God in me uh-huh. out there where other people <clears throat> get to touch it and say whether or not it's good uh-huh. and then you yourself also say but like we didn't quite i didn't hit the mark on that uh-huh. and for me it's policies procedures rooms programs yep. are they creating in the children what we hope it will create right constantly missing the mark but still trying to translate this thing in this thing of god and me out into the world and I have to constantly remind myself because you can try to pursue perfection. Yep. And I have to remind myself it really is about who God is creating us to be in this community that is also yeah. part of the beauty as we continually seek to create yes. this beautiful thing. So I want to go back to something you said a minute or two ago about admiring mothers and yeah, and mothers who are artists. And I just can't imagine being a mother in the season of COVID yeah. who is also an artist and when we talked earlier in the podcast about how art is meant to feed your soul, yeah. that just assumes that the artists themselves have been feeding their soul and are, and are creating out of a, a whole place. Right. Yes. There's a quote in the, in the book that I was referencing earlier. Uh, there's a quote that says it follows, of course, that artists must be first to embody soulful living before creatively calling others to do so. We are to be thoroughly and reflectively immersed in our inner lives as well, feeding our souls with regular prayer, contemplation, and play. As we do, we receive nutrients for the creative journey. We can paint, sing, and perform beyond the physical because we ourselves have traveled there. And in doing so, we create art that's beautiful. And I'm just trying to imagine, like, how do you self-care? How do you feed your own soul (laughs) in a season of motherhood, in a season of restricted options like mm-hmm. even some of the ways that I pursue play and feeding my soul have felt restrictive in this last yes. year so what are your rhythms oh, for Christy <laughs> oh I'm like taking a shower <laughs> I mean that's, a, that's valid in your season um, that's really it valid. certainly is and I will be totally honest with you and say I am not good at this mm. I am a textbook three on the Enneagram. And so my tendency is to work for my value. And like, you know, if my husband's working, like, you know, maybe after our son goes down, I'm like, oh, I should be working too. How dare I go watch a show? Or if I watch a show, I must be folding laundry or something. And so another just weak point of my life where I really do struggle with my identity in that way like will I be worthy if I take a break like is that Mm. okay and the Lord he's so good and gracious and last year uh we had our child Sawyer on 
January 28th of 2020. And I, you know, made out this whole plan where I was gonna, I had a maternity leave and I had saved up money to pay for my maternity leave. And then I was going to jump back in, but only part-time. And like, (laughs) I joke now looking back because I said I was going to go part-time because I was like, oh, there's no way. But somehow the three in me found a way. And and in some ways, I look back on that year because not to be arrogant or coming off in any like way braggy, but my husband and I, Patrick and I, planned for my business to like take a financial, you know, hit last mm-hmm. year. Obviously, with a child, like I am the mother, we kind of planned for that. But actually, I had my highest year yet. Wow! While taking a three month maternity leave and also COVID. It was a very strange, like looking back, I'm like, I'm a warrior. <laughs> like I, it was when we finished our taxes the other night and I wanted to like stand on my roof and be like, I am woman. <laughs> Hear me roar. Like I did that and I right. raised a kid and he's thriving and beautiful and he knows I'm his mommy and I love him. And I like, I made time for him, but I did not make time for me, you know? And like, who am I trying to prove that to? Like, who am I screaming on the rooftop to? That's a whole other story. But (laughs) it's kind of like I'm returning back to finding that balance of learning. It's okay to not be working because I've definitely become a little bit of a work addict and an approval addict and just seeking that constant affirmation of like, wow, Bryn, how do you do it? Like that feeds my Mm. threeness and my like, oh yeah, how do I do it? Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's so strange, but that was a long-winded way to answer your question. I love going for walks with Sawyer. Mm. We moved to Roswell, Georgia about six months ago. We moved in October and we are about a mile from an awesome like downtown street Canton Street down there and there's this walk that we do and I love coffee to a like very unhealthy degree I love coffee and so we'll walk I'll grab a coffee I'll maybe get him a little treat and it's just our time together and it's so restful and perfect and there's just something about a child that makes you forced like I cannot work with him not because it's nothing he does but like he's puts everything in his mouth and he's it's unsafe Mm -hmm. so when I'm with him it's very much so like I'm choosing you right now so we go for our walks and we've been walking often and so when the weather is not great it does put a damper Mm -hmm. and I've never experienced like weather related emotional struggle until now where I'm like oh no 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 it's raining and cold like I need to go for my walk but walking and I do love reading Mm. but in this season I literally just started my like first book since Sawyer was born um Mm. this week and I've been finding my time to read it but reading and walking Mm -hmm. and showering (laughs) showering (laughs) when I can and I bet that those those areas of self-care soul feeding however you want to um, reference it probably have changed in each season of your life like as a single person you found them in different ways than when you got married as a married person you found them in and and it is so important to seek out 
in each season mm-hmm. and not try to hold yourself to what worked in the season before. Yes. Because you can find yourself really living outside of reality or frustrated. Yeah, resentful. Um, right. And, Absolutely. Um, and to keep seeking the things that feed your soul yeah. and fill it up. I, I, We recently, during COVID, moved down into the city from – we were okay. literally like less than a mile from the Chattahoochee and I used to go walking by the river yes. again, water and light all the time. I could easily get to a waterfall in downtown Roswell right. and just stare at it. Yep. And now beauty like that is very far, Yeah, right? It's yeah. not as close. I, there is beauty around us, but not those things that in my last season mm-hmm. really helped me feel connected. And so I'm kind of in that search right now myself. Mm-hmm. I found an area about 20 minutes away from me that has that Bye. water and light yeah. uh, and coffee. Uh, <laughs> but yes. um, but I I know that I'm needing to allow the Lord to redefine what soul feeding looks like in this new mm-hmm. location and be open to that. Um, yes. But man, that's so hard. That's again, going out Our of your openness. comfort zone. It kind of yeah. feels like dating yeah. all over it's again. Like, is this, like, this going to be, be a waste of time or is this going to be fun, <laughs> right? Like, like is, how much energy am I going to pour trying to find joy in this before I realize it doesn't work and then I'll have yep. to start over with a new idea. Yeah. Um, but it's worth it because when you find that new avenue, yes. to, then you can, again, create whether it's community or art or yes. whatever you're creating, you will create with more beauty and depth yeah. when you've taken that time to feed your own yes feed your own that's soul. so good Even... and coffee is definitely a soul feeding thing oh my in gosh. the right environment yeah oh my gosh <laughs> I love it I love I love coffee and I love what you said about allowing yourself in different seasons of life to find different things because I when I was pregnant I found a rhythm pre-covid where I would go to the gym and listen to a podcast and walk for like an hour mm-hmm. and that was so great and now I'm like can't go to the gym um <laughs> can't bring my baby with me right and so I had to find a way to like pivot and now I'm like well do you want to go for a walk with me and like we can talk and I'll give you a snack and mm-hmm. it's just yeah that's really cool mm-hmm. the pivot yeah so we've been talking about art as an act of creation throughout the podcast and exploring what's in our soul and and attempting i think that's right. an important word to to bring it to life in a way that communicates mm-hmm. our soul to another's soul our question is what do you most hope your art is creating in the world and what impact are you hoping that it'll have yeah i hope that my work is creating hope for people like when I had an experience with art when I was in college. We were, I took like a million art history classes and there was this collection of work. Of course, I don't recall the artist's name, but it was an abstract representation of the Stations of the Cross. Mm. And he set it up in this like, um, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but like a pavilion almost up on a hill. And he it, that was kind of his gallery. And it was very very abstract minimal art and like a lot of people who weren't willing to go there and their minds are like cool they're just lines on paper but when you open your mind and open your imagination a little bit to associate like oh that piece is for that station of the cross like I got emotional and I will always remember that transcendent experience being like oh I experienced Jesus because of that art like how cool and what an honor that would be if I could um, somehow 
be a messenger. And if someone were to see my work and it brought them to a place of bravery or hope or communion with the Lord, like, oh my gosh, what an honor. And I have a handful of testimonials of like a woman purchased an art print of mine and she said that it she hung it up in her house and it was like a guiding light to her as she was leaving an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. and it was like her like a symbol for her and we get a lot of orders and you know how you can write a note at the bottom of your order sometimes people will write me a note or write a note to the recipient of this gift and it's like People gift my work a lot of times as like a symbol of hope for people who might have experienced loss or tragedy. And every time I see that, it's just like, oh my gosh. And so I would just say hope is what I would Mm. hope my work is creating in the world. And I hope (laughs) that somehow it sparks conversation or sparks thought or consideration of the ultimate creator. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Grace and I have one of your pieces in our house. We have several yeah. pieces of art in our house. Original um, oldies, but goodies. Yes. Where I'm like, don't show anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it made me tear up as you were saying that because the time in our lives, things that we were going through in our lives, we received that art as a symbol of hope in our relationship as well, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. So art does seem to have the ability just to bring back, I don't know, the emotions is is what I'm feeling in this moment, even just thinking about the piece of art and where it's at in our house and Mm -hmm. when we received it and the meaning behind it. There's so much there. So I think... I hope this is just an encouragement to you that your hope yeah. is a reality for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. And beauty is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. So, Bryn, for the people listening who haven't had a chance to see the beauty of your work yet, mm. how can they find you? What's your website? Yeah. Where are you on Instagram? How can they connect with you? Super simple. My website is just my name, www.bryn, that's B-R-Y-N-N, <laughs> for those of you who are like, what kind of name is that? <laughs> BrynWCasey.com. Don't forget the W. Yeah, and Casey is C-A-S-E-Y. C-A-S-E-Y, BrynWCasey.com. And then on Instagram, I'm BrynWCasey.art. If you type in Bryn, it should pop up. Okay. okay. I think, too, if you just Google Bryn Casey. Oh, yeah, my it, gosh. It'll show up uh, <laughs> Absolutely. pretty quickly. I tried so. buying BrynCasey.com, but it was really expensive. Oh, so man. I was like, Bryn W. <laughs> Yeah. And man, Casey is way easier than your maiden name. Yes, which it would is. Have been a, so so <laughs> we're good. Finding a website. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, thank you, Bryn, so much. Yeah. I I knew today was going to be special, and I'm just I just no one listening can see this, but I think all of us have teared up at some yeah. point during this conversation, and it is because beauty is powerful, and the pursuit of that is powerful, and that. Yeah transcendent experience when someone has truly engaged with beauty that they actually with knowing it or not have met Jesus when they've when they have been moved by that beauty yeah I can't wait for people to listen (laughs) thank you everyone for listening yeah yeah yeah, thank you Bryn we end every episode by saying Asante Sana which is thanks a lot in Swahili so Asante Sana Asante Sana Asante Sana
Thank you for listening to the Canopy Life podcast. Again, we would like to remind you that we have a need right now. We have five students that are currently in need of a sponsorship. If you'd like to see their beautiful faces, please visit our website, canopylife.org sponsorship. And even after those five sponsorship opportunities disappear after these children are sponsored, we have more students arriving uh, in the not too distant future. So we have something called Handpicked coming up. Uh, and you can sign up to sponsor a student at Canopy Life, but instead of picking who you're going to be sponsoring, that child has the opportunity to pick you and your family. It restores dignity to these children whenever they have choice. And uh, so keep an eye out, keep an ear out for handpicked. Follow along on social media at Canopy Life. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, we'll be announcing some things there. And we'd like to invite you to become a part of our online giving community called The Village. It's where you get more information about what's happening at the school in Kenya. You get uh, data on what's going on there and impact reports, how far your money is going uh, in making a difference in these students' lives. Go to canopylife.org and click Get Involved on the menu at the top of the website, and you can find out how to join the village by giving monthly to Canopy Life and make a real impact in real kids' lives in Kenya. (music) 